0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode number four of the Mark Gosen podcast, the show where I bring on some of the most successful and talented people from the Ottawa area, and I pick their brains and tackle a new subject every single show. I know it's been a while since the last episode, but I've been a little bit busy with, uh, with the whole real estate game. Uh, the market in Ottawa has been nuts, so I've been staying busy with that, but nonetheless, this is worth the wait this episode we have a very good friend of mine joshua reyes joshua is the part owner of lvd fitness he is a solid real estate agent and he is a master and i say master of branding and that's the subject we're going to be tackling today so without further ado let's dive right into this get your pen and paper ready because there is a lot of value in this show and let's go all right, guys, welcome back to the new episode of the Mark Go Send Podcast. I'm super excited because I got my man Josh Reyes on the show today. Josh, how's it going, man?
1: Good, good. How's it going?
0: It's going, buddy. It's going. Thank you so much for jumping on here to, to do this podcast with me today. How you been doing no during problem. this whole COVID, COVID situation, man?
1: Uh, i I think good overall obviously there's your ups and downs with like business and also with life like you don't know if everything's gonna shut down if it's gonna go to like um like an apocalypse type thing so um it's funny in the beginning I was uh watching uh, what's it called uh, doomsday Preppers and it's like the b- best show. It's like man, I need to be one like we're just trying to like plan out where our dugout's gonna be <laughs> if everything goes to shit so uh yeah, ups and downs but uh, overall can't complain.
0: That's good, man. That's good. And you're actually uh, you're a puppy dad too pretty recent. I How's am. That going? So yeah,
1: so COVID baby. We we did get one. Um she's been good. Honestly, she, um she's been awesome. Uh she's like the perfect dog. Um initially she she was a, she is a German Shepherd Husky mix, so we were thinking she was going to be like a medium-sized dog, but then it wasn't until later uh we found out she has a little bit of beagle in her. So okay. she actually won't be as big as we thought, which is kind of nice. So her Instagram is Tiny Big Dog because she just looks like a, a big dog that's like shrunk. We'll definitely tag that at the end there. Tiny big <laughs> yeah, Dog. <laughs> for sure.
0: Awesome, man. Well, listen, for those of the viewers who don't know who Josh Reyes is, you want to talk a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today?
1: Sure um currently i am i'm a real estate agent here in ottawa helping millennials find and sell uh, real estate Um, my journey in entrepreneurship started i would say maybe like high school but i didn't know it was entrepreneurship uh back in the day it was just a way to make more money and i just thought it was just cool and and it was it was a good way to make some extra cash on the side but uh yeah. So uh, in high school, I had a couple of side hustles. I actually I've been cutting my own hair since like grade seven and then no my way. friends noticed. So then they were like, can you cut my hair? I was like, why not? So then I started cutting my friend's hair here and there. Um, and remember back in the day, like Blackberries were the main phone yeah. in high school. So like, I would order housings from China, like different casings for the phone. So instead of a black Blackberry, I would make it like red, blue, green, whatever Old it is.
0: Rapid kind of thing.
1: Kind of, but like instead of a wrap, I just like take the the shell off. And put oh
0: yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. On. Actually, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah,
1: yeah. So like I get those and and do those for people, and just like little like side things I did for fun. And uh, I went to Carlton for business. Uh, did that. Uh, I started off in accounting and then ended up graduating with uh, IS, so more the tech side of business. But all of my electives were entrepreneurship and marketing because that's what <laughs> I found the most interesting. Uh, and then in university, I started my first business, um, LBD fitness, which is an online apparel fitness company. Uh, we grew that to, yeah, it it was great. Like we, we grew that to our, our full-time gigs, uh, learned a ton from that business. And it was definitely a major stepping stone to, um, businesses moving forward.
0: Nice. And talk to me a little bit about like your childhood. Do you feel like the way you're brought up had anything to do with the hustle, like in high school, for example, the Blackberries and stuff like that?
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, my mom is a straight hustler. She she works super, super hard. Um, she I would say she wears the pants in the family like <laughs> she works her full time job, but like she has her like cleaning business on the side. And and my dad uh, pretty much uh, was always there like cooking food, taking us to basketball and, and all of our sporting things. But uh, I really looked up to my mom and and to me it was normal like seeing her like grind it out like that. And And when I uh, talk to other people and they're like, no, like your mom's like crazy for doing that. But it's it's it just goes to show that, like, if you work hard enough, uh, um, you get what you want. And I'm super thankful, thankful for that because my mom came to Canada with pretty much nothing. Right. And she worked like two, three jobs just to give me and my sister um, the average middle income Canadian family life. Uh, and because of that, uh, I did have an overall pretty good childhood, which gave me the uh, potential to just like look at other things, right? Like I wasn't really stressing about like our next meal. Uh, I, I pretty much got what I wanted. So uh, for that, I'm super thankful. And and I definitely feel like um, being in that position uh, gave me the opportunity to just like look at other avenues because I wasn't stressing over other um, essential things.
0: That's awesome, man. And you mentioned you're a realtor. So um, how did you know you want to become a realtor? Like what was the transition into real estate for you? Like
1: yeah so the thought actually started in high school so from like middle school to high school i wanted to be like a mechanical engineer uh mainly because i like cars and i thought like you just design cars all day <laughs> and then when i realized that's not actually what a mechanical well like that, that's like one part of a mechanical engineer i was like uh maybe i don't want to do this anymore and i wasn't I, I like sciences, but I wasn't like the best at it. So I was like, if I can't do it in high school and, and if I don't like it, I'm not going to pursue it long term. So I was like looking at my options and I was like, oh, like real estate's pretty cool. Like people are pretty successful in real estate. But then I got turned off by the whole 100 percent commission thing. Like I never really heard of that model. I've always heard of like salary or hourly pay. So I didn't really look much further into it. Um, and then kind of like I looked at my family. I'm like, who's the most successful? And it was my aunt who's an accountant. So I asked her her advice and she's like, yeah, go to business school, get your accounting degree. And i was like, sure, why not? So that's the route I took. Um, Fast forward through business school and after my first business, um, I I realized I didn't want to sell T-shirts for the rest of my life. Um, And then I dug down and I was like, hey, what do I actually want? Um, It's just freedom. Um, If I master something, can I make a lot of money off of it? Um, and just like opportunity with like investing and like, there's like all different avenues within real estate. Um, and then the biggest thing was I looked at my skill sets and that would be like marketing sales, being a people person. I'm like, that just like aligns with a successful realtor anyways. Uh, and again, being born and raised in Ottawa, going to school in Ottawa, I feel like I I've grown a good sphere of influence. So I was like, let me just give real estate a shot. So that's kind of how I ended up here.
0: That's good, man. You've been killing it, too.
1: I know. I, I've been super fortunate for my personal brand. I I tell you that that is the number one reason why I'm a successful realtor right now, um, because without it, I would still be have, I'd have no leads, essentially. Right. Um, and I'd be building from the ground up. Um, and honestly, at this point, I would have joined a team if if I didn't have the leads coming in.
0: And that's why I want to bring you on the show because you're the brand master, my man. <laughs> i try I try. (laughs) so talk to me a little bit about your unique skills like how do you what do you feel like made you so successful in terms of skills um either as a real estate agent or just as an entrepreneur in general
1: um i think it would be like seeing opportunities uh one thing i noticed in real estate that it's very old school and traditional and no one in real estate was really doing anything with social media like it still blows my mind that people like it's what they post on social media isn't actually for the clients and it's more for their own like ego. It's like, why would you like it's one thing to post like a like a sold um, property, but it's like as a consumer, I'm like, well, great, congrats. It's sold, but I can't even buy that anymore. It's just like you showing off and you can only do that so much until it's just so redundant. It's just another sold kitchen. Right. Um, So for me, I wanted to turn the tables and I wanted to just provide content for the consumer. Right. So If there's a realtor and I'm not interested in buying a house yet, I wouldn't be following realtors who just post sold because it's like, okay, I know they sell houses, but I would follow a realtor who provides me value that would help me buy a house. Right. And then that's just my long term play of providing value. And then eventually once they're ready, they would come to me because they feel like I provided so much value. They would just want me to handle that transaction for them. Um, and I guess just like being empathetic and being a good listener. That's just, it, it comes down to being a people person, and it, we are in a people business. So, um, definitely in it for relationships as opposed to a transaction.
0: Love it, man. I love that line you just said at the end there. Yeah. Um, so, talk to me about one thing or a couple of things that you wish you knew when you started your career that would have helped you out a lot quicker, like get to the point you're at today.
1: Uh, Like overall as a whole and like entrepreneurship and not just like real estate. Yeah.
0: either or doesn't matter.
1: One thing. Can you say that again?
0: Just one thing you wish you knew when you started your career that, you know, now through experience that would have helped you get to the point you're at now a lot quicker.
1: Get me to where I'm at quicker. Um, that's a good question. Um, Just like one thing is managing finances. Uh, Definitely as an entrepreneur, there's no um, guaranteed income and um man like finances is so intense with like taxes like HST like doing all that stuff and and you don't really get taught that in school and and i've been learning everything through just doing it like going through the process like this will be my 4th year filing our taxes as like self-employed or business owners um but like that first year i did not know anything right and like um it definitely slowed down my growth i guess but i mean it it was for the better i think because if um if i just had a bunch of money in the beginning i would have just been doing a lot of things that i probably shouldn't have or not accounting for it properly so like slow and steady definitely helped um yeah, I think learning cash flow because um, as an entrepreneur, your cash is your air, right? The second you run out of cash, you're you're pretty much you're gone. Um, yeah, or you're holding your breath on your credit, right? But then that has a limited limited air supply that's gonna run out eventually. So,
0: hundred yeah. um, percent. What's one of your biggest failures that you went through, and what did you learn from it?
1: Finances. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, going back to LVD. Um, so 2018 was our, that was like our big year. Like that was going to be the first year that me, my partner, Mallory, we're going to go 12 months being full-time entrepreneurs. Uh, Cause the year before 2017 is when we quit our jobs and started paying ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, 2018 was going to be that year we had these like major goals um, kind of mapped out budgeting and expenses and stuff. Um, and then come the end of the year, we were in the hole. Um, that was a lot of things uh, we didn't hit certain sales targets because of like border crossing and, and things that were like kind of out of our control. Um, and then also just like spending a lot on marketing and travel. And, but the biggest thing was people were like, Pay yourselves first, right? Or like, 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 um, as an entrepreneur, you want to pay yourself. Um, so, like, when you're working in the business, so we were like, we just threw out a number. We're like, ah, let's do like a 35k salary each, right? But 35k salary doesn't seem that bad. But when there's two of you, that's 70k. Yeah. So like, overall, business wise, we were kind of like broke even. But the second you add both of our salaries, we were like in the hole, right? Like and we didn't even we should have done it gradually and because we were in the hole at the end of that year we had to like reassess everything we had to pull back a lot of our marketing initiatives we had to um uh schedule launches just to make sure we could pay our amex bill and it just wasn't that fun uh, but also at the same time we were falling out of alignment with our t-shirt and online apparel and powerlifting company anyways. So that did um, was one of the reasons where we reassessed where we wanted to be as business people. Um, But one of the biggest things was just financial, just like monitoring finances, just like um, the lag in cash flow, right? Like we would pay for inventory up front, but we wouldn't do sales till like two months later, but then that's on an Amex that's due in like 30 days. So sometimes you look at the bank and you're like, okay, I'm good. And then you close your bank and then you, you spend on other things, but you don't realize that the money in your bank is already spent on like yeah. credit cards and stuff. So like just managing cash flow definitely was one of my biggest mistakes and not learning it more, right? Like I was deep dive into analytics, learn about uh, e-commerce and nothing about finances where I should have been deep diving into finances as well. Right? So definitely learn your money.
0: For sure. And um, so let's say there's someone just graduated high school, just graduated university and wants to pursue a career in either entrepreneurship or real estate. Um, Do you have any pieces of advice or one piece of advice that you can give them to help them uh, kick their career off on the right foot?
1: Yeah, I would say meet with a bunch of different people in a bunch of different industries. um, And ultimately, figure out what you want to do long term and see if that aligns what I realize is that for me like I just want to live comfortably I want um, flexible hours so like every it's kind of generic what I want long term in life but when you think about it you could do that in any business right like you could own a coffee shop be super successful and you could have that or you could do online apparel or you could do real estate you could just it's crazy the businesses people make these days to be able to just live that flexible lifestyle. Right. So it's hard because it comes down to the person and figuring out what you want to do day to day, long Um, and it's just pretty much figuring out that vehicle to, to be where you want to be. Um, but there's a lot of different options. That's why I say you should explore all of them. Um, and yeah, and pick the one that fits.
0: Love it, man. And along the along the road to success, we always have like one or two people that like played a huge role in our success by either guiding us or, you know, taking us under their wing. Um, Who are those people for you? And uh, what did they do to help you?
1: Yeah, for me, it's my entrepreneurship prof slash mentor Roland from Carleton University. So um, I started off. Um, in one of his classes in second or his third year entrepreneurship class, uh, and then I ended up TAing for him, so I was a teacher's assistant. Um, and then during his class, I a lot of the projects and stuff that we had to do, I, I just based it off of LVD. He thought it was really cool. Um, Mal and I met with him here and there, and he kind of like started mentoring us in the beginning. Um, I know one of the things he he mentioned was. Um, so like what's next after LVD, like what's your next business? Or like, we should start thinking about our next business. And when he first said that we were both like thrown off We're like, what? Like LVD is our business and it's yeah. our only business and that's going to be what we do for the rest what of are our you lives talking about. Yeah, Yeah, we were kind of shook, but then after that night we were just thinking about it and I'm like, yeah, like it doesn't have to be our first or last business, right? It could just be that stepping stone. Um, but then he helped a lot of um helping us through some challenges we had with lvd getting us to that next level but also personally like how to be financially free um, the thing i like about roland is he's only an entrepreneurship prof so he's not a full-time professor at carlton so he's an actual entrepreneur who's built and sold businesses so like i had a ton of respect for him so and done pretty much exactly and then he was teaching us what he did, but also what he knew, he wished he would have known at our age, and that definitely shed a lot of light um, on our perspective on business and finances moving forward. Um, So he was a big one. uh, So that that was definitely someone who I would attribute some of our success to. That's awesome, Um, man. And then the other one, honestly, I would say is Mallory, like um, together as like business people and also like a couple, like we always push push each other. Um, I have these like crazy goals, um, and she's more, and she always like grounds me, kind of makes me go halfway to something that's a little bit more realistic. Um, so, um, yeah, day to day in the trenches, definitely her. Like she keeps me accountable. Um, I learn a lot from her. We push each other. So, definitely Roland And now,
0: love it, man. All right, you ready to dive into our topic of the day, which is branding?
1: Yeah, let's um, do it.
0: So first of all for those people that don't know what branding is you want to just quickly define branding and talk about a little bit why about why it's so important especially in today's day and age
1: yeah branding is essentially um, your values your, your characteristics and pretty much what people talk about behind your back or when you're not there right your, your branding is your voice when you're not speaking um, and people get it confused with marketing whereas marketing is part of branding or like a tool to help build your brand, but it isn't branding itself. Marketing is just creating awareness for your brand. So, and to answer your question why it's so important, it's the same thing as asking yourself, why is core values important? Why is your, your, your characteristics or your character important, right? Like that's essentially what a brand is. It's like who you are.
0: Beautiful. And how does, how do you go about building a brand like from scratch, you know, let's say, you know, you weren't huge on social media before, because I know that's one of the main tools people build brands with, how do you start building a brand and are there any steps or specific steps you can take to, to, to build the right brand?
1: Yeah, I, I guess it would just come down to figuring out your values, what you want, people uh, what you really care for. But in the beginning, building is just all marketing. It's just all awareness. Um, So you you start off with whatever that is, like paid advertising, marketing campaigns, uh, word of mouth if you don't want to pay for any marketing, which is fine too. But then eventually, so if you have branding, if your brand's here because it's brand new, you got to market like 110% and then eventually it's going to flip flop, right? Like eventually your brand is going to be marketing itself because of your community uh, and your awareness is already there. And then eventually you might not even have to do much branding uh, or marketing anymore because your brand is just so strong that it just speaks for itself. Um, But yeah, in the beginning, it's all about spreading awareness about who you are, what you believe in. Um, And if you want to think of it as a visual aspect, you just got to get your logo out there, right? Like somewhere like Nike, like anyone knows what that check mark is now, Mm -hmm. right? Without even saying anything. But in the beginning with LVD, we made sure like it was everywhere in our social media posts, like when we would be wearing it on our cars, on our laptops, like spreading awareness and and I know there is examples of people saying like I see this like some guy came up to me in the past and he's like where is your shirt from I see this brand everywhere like I was in class I see it in the gym I saw someone drive by with it it's like what is it and it's funny that he asked me because I could give him our story but uh, I guarantee there's other people who ask that to some of our customers and and again since we built a brand, our customers are speaking for us. Our customers are being like, Hey, this is LVD. They're like powerlifting apparel. They give back Mal and Josh are super cool. Like they just give that story for us. Right. So definitely awareness, hundred percent. Awesome. And
0: what kind of questions do you have to ask yourself when you're building a brand, like for example, with LVD, like what were like, what questions did you ask yourself to make sure that you're building the brand you wanted to build?
1: Yeah, I, I guess you would have to look at setting yourself apart, because if you try to build a brand that's already kind of out there, it's just like one people are confused or it's like why like you would just never succeed because if a, if you're trying to copy Nike and do everything Nike does, you're not really going to succeed. But if you try to do something a little bit different, a little bit your, your own way, um, that'll definitely help you stand out. Um, but it comes down to, again, who who you are um, and what you want to represent. Right. So for LVD, we wanted to represent the minimalist powerlifter or like the modern day powerlifter. Because back in the day, powerlifters were like tatted guys with big beards and steroids. Whereas today, like I'm a powerlifter. When you when you look at me in the street, like you don't think I could squat or deadlift a lot. But then when you see me in competition, it's just like, oh, this guy's actually strong. And then we realize there's other people like us who were just like into the sport, into strength, into the pursuit of a PR. Um, and then that's kind of, um, the aspect we want to, to portray within our brand. Right. Just like modern minimalist, um, power lifter.
0: Yeah. Building a brand is kind of like building your own community in a way, right?
1: A hundred percent. That's all it is. And, and one of the biggest tips for building a brand is to not build a brand that doesn't align with you. Like there's brands and companies I see out there that are so fake. Like the brand is like here. But the owners are like here. And I'm like, once you get to know the owners, I'm just so turned off by their company. I don't care what their company does now. Mm-hmm. I just know their owners are shit people. And I'm like, I don't even want to support you. And it's like they're just people looking to capitalize on an opportunity, um, kind of like have this mask or whatever, and, and just try and, and and try and like make money off people. But and it's it's exhausting, right? Like trying to be fake 24 seven is oh, just exhausting. So you'll just have a lot more fun and it'll be a lot more natural just having a brand that also represents what you represent.
0: That's awesome. And so that's a, that's a good mistake. You mentioned, any other mistakes you see when people are trying to, uh, to brand themselves?
1: Oh, wow. Um, any other mistakes? I don't really know right now. Maybe maybe if, 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 if one, um, pops up again,
0: yeah, for sure, man. So talk a little bit about the brands you've built. So I know LVD and you mentioned your real estate brand LVD sold by Josh. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about that a little bit, each one separately, if you can. Um,
1: and what was one, one, one actually is into the other.
0: Perfect. So I'll let you take it from here.
1: Yeah. So, um, with LVD we knew, um, we just needed to market spread awareness. And in the beginning days, we would just like go on Instagram. We would look at hashtags and we would just like like and comment on people's photos um, just to say, like, it wasn't even about the brand. It was just like, Hey, that's an awesome PR or a great squad. Like I love seeing your progress. And then people were like, Oh, LVD is pretty cool. Like, like they're supporting me. I want to support them. They'll check us out. Um, And our biggest thing in, in the beginning was just building that community right like we just wanted to build a community of like-minded people chasing the same goals of prs Um, and then from there it just like started bringing other people in because they wanted to be part of our community too which just kept escalating the brand um, to this point where we were recognized pretty much globally for our sport which was really really cool to see Um, we had like sales in china or Japan, sorry, Um, obviously in the States and in Europe. And that's just the power of social media, right? You can like reach a ton of people in any niche. Like you'd be surprised how many, like there's a niche for everything. And there's a business that's crushing it in every single niche out there. So if you want to start a business, just look at a niche that you're comfortable with and that you know a lot about. And then just like find an opportunity because nowadays you can literally reach anyone worldwide, right? So before, if there was only 100 powerlifters in in Ottawa, or let's say Ontario, that's like, that's your market for Mm -hmm. business, right? But as an online brand, if there's 100 in like every province across the country, and then in the States, and then in other countries, like that's like 10s of 1000s of people that now you get access to, right? Even though it's such a small niche, there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, Sorry, that was a tangent. Um, Going back to building LVD. uh, Yeah, it just came down to um, building that organic brand. Uh, we didn't start doing paid advertising until the very end and that was just like a cherry on top. We didn't, we didn't, um, uh, depend on our paid advertising. It was just on word of mouth and just the brand. Uh, we did do some sponsored, um, we had sponsored athletes who would help spread our brand for us and give us a little bit more street cred and credibility. Be like, okay, these guys are legit. If these top athletes are representing them, um then i i guess i i' I like them too and 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 that 's a big thing, right so when you have a sponsored athlete you got to be very selective because that athlete, whatever they do, represents you and your brand, brand. so yeah. if, if they do something wrong they 're going to associate that with your brand, so we were very selective picking the right athletes for us um and yeah, it just really worked out that way and yeah, then, I remember Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No. No. I was just no, go saying. I
0: remember it like I was at Good Life. I was at Movati, and everyone was it was popping off. Everyone had the LVD shirts. You know.
1: Yeah, it was pretty. I, it I was really to cool to with that guy. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll like I'll never get tired of seeing someone with her with um some like our apparel. That's a random. Like I don't even know who you are. Like that's that's like the best feeling. Yeah. Um. But then how LVD led into real estate is with the uh, the business brand. Mal and I also grew our personal brand. Um, and in the beginning it was just um, a strong powerlifter. like it was just me sharing my workouts, sharing powerlifting tips and uh, I think Mal was the same too. and then uh, so we grew a following through that. Um, and then with once I got into real estate, I already had a big following. Obviously, not everyone in my following is a potential client because people follow me from let's say like Florida, LA, right? they're not going to buy a home in Ottawa. I mean, Mm. that'd be great if they did because they would come to me. But chances are they're probably not. Um, So. um, Yeah. um, But then building this brand definitely helped um, by already knowing how to build this brand uh, because we learned about content, we learned about um, like social media, like Instagram was our bread and butter. Like we knew everything about social media when like updates would come out on like new things to the algorithm, we would always try different things. Um, And then we just know what works. uh, And then that's kind of how I shifted it to real estate and to my personal brand.
0: Nice. Awesome, man. So what kind of brands do you follow and what kind of brands do you admire?
1: Uh, The number one brand currently that I follow and admire has to be Lululemon um last year when i started off in real estate i wanted a part-time job just to give me some some supplementary income um, so i worked part-time at little Lemon and i was like blown away by their company culture and how they train their employees um, i read the book on the founder to, that talked about um, their process and their journey to where they are now and i just have a lot of respect for the company and and what they've been doing Uh, and they're Canadian too, right? Which makes it even more, even more cool. Um, but like that black, the black stretchy pants or like that logo is so recognizable now, like all over. Um, and the thing for me about Lululemon that goes one step further is they're all about the customers and their experience, right? So in today's age, people are only shopping online. Um, it's like retail is like going out, but when I was working at Lululemon, we were, it was bumping, like there was people there. Who shop online, but also shop in store, and it's all about the experience, right? It's all about going in, learning about the products from a person, um, trying them on. Like I've had times where like uh, these 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 group of older women would come in, and they would just that was their outing. Like they would go to Lululemon to just try on different things. Like they would be laughing, they'd be like telling jokes. It was just like a great time. And I'm like, that is the reason why they are doing so well still, despite everyone going online, right? Um, and then again, they also do stuff for the community. So they're more than just an apparel company, they do, uh, they do classes, they do workshops, they, um, they support uh, their employees a lot. So a ton of respect for, for Lululemon. And if you guys wanna deep dive a little more, I definitely suggest just like looking into their company culture and, and stuff. So yeah, they're, they're like top brand right now for me
0: awesome man and uh, speaking of brands when as a realtor you know you have to select which brokerage you want to work with and um, that's also like it's about it's about the brand right so how did you go about picking the brokerage you're at blue panda right? Um yeah. and um, what were you looking for in different brokerages brand wise or what they offered so that to help you make your decision
1: right right yeah that's a good question um, I mean for me, it was a bigger aspect now, looking back into it um, than I knew before, and that was the ability to brand myself. So even though, even though Blue Panda had their own brand, they had their own colors, they had their own logo, I still had the opportunity to brand myself however I wanted. So if I wanted black and gold as my main two colors, I could do that. Whereas if I was with like Remax or like, I feel like a bigger brokerage, it's a little bit harder to brand yourself because they already have such a strong brand. It's like someone would drive by and they're like, "Why is Remax like black and gold?" Like they would yeah. be confused, or like I would look at a bunch of Remax signs and they'd kind of like all be all the same, and which is fine. But I always wanted my own little twist to it, right? So I, that was a big um, thing that I wanted from Blue Panda. Um, but a guy coming from more of like the startup world, the the local, I did like the angle that Blue Panda was from Ottawa. Um, so I, I was intrigued by the boutique style brokerages um, and then just like the company culture, like open doors or dogs in the office. Um, but what really sold it for me was the people at the brokerage. I really got along instantly with uh, a couple of the other agents, the owners of the brokerage. Um, and I could just genuinely see myself being friends with everyone as opposed to like having to be friends with someone because they're they work with yeah. you. So. I think that was like one of the biggest things for me. And I thought it was cool to be a part of something that would grow, right? Like grow from Ottawa.
0: Awesome, man. All right. You ready to dive into the quick five questions?
1: Okay. Go for it. All right.
0: Let's do it. All right. The first question is What's one thing that you're grateful for now that pre pandemic, you know, you took for granted and didn't really appreciate as much?
1: Coffee shops. I miss working at coffee shops, uh, just being around other people, meeting new people, trying new coffee shops, uh, and pretty much getting out of the house. Right, like as someone yeah. who works from home normally, the coffee shop was my opportunity to leave the house and change things up. And then now that when you're like stuck at home, it's like Oh, nothing else. What's to going do. on? Are,
0: are those opening up now, phase three? Uh,
1: I, yeah, I think so. I think with all businesses, you could just have stuff inside, because but I think- know there's like there's a rule with a like capacity. So you can only be like 30% full. So I don't know how that looks. If that's only two people or three people, maybe you get one table. I don't even know. Yeah.
0: You have to be like a morning person. <laughs> yeah. <get> early <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Day there. Seriously.
0: All right. Question number two, where do you see yourself in the next 10 years
1: Ten years Oh, that 36? Damn. Um, I maybe see myself. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, I see myself with um, an established real estate portfolio, uh, have um, a small team, maybe an assistant and like a buyer's agent, uh, but also starting my next business. Like maybe I want to start something else. Definitely always looking for the next opportunity. And I think that'd be really cool. Um, By 36, I would ideally like to be in my dream home, by the water. Um, But uh, Ottawa is probably where we're going to end up. Uh, because both families are here. Obviously real estate, it's very city specific. And I love the city, there's a ton of potential, so I don't see why we would leave.
0: Awesome, all right, question number three, what is one book that you read that changed your life and why?
1: Uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad Changed My Life, that kind of got the seed planted for real estate, but also changed my perspective on money and investing.
0: Love it, question number four, where, what legacy do you wanna leave behind when all is said Ooh. and done?
1: That's a good question. Honestly, for me, it's just helping, helping, um, helping people essentially. Um, but it comes down to helping people uh, on like the lower end. I don't want to no, know. That's a, that's a bad way to say it. not the lower end. I know what like, you mean. Yeah. yeah. That like, need I, the help like, the most. Yeah. You know, like, um, personally, like I feel like worried for millennials these days cause I'm like, how are you going to afford a home? The way home prices are going up now, it actually stresses, stresses me out. Right. And I want to help them buy, uh, buy a home. And I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, Oh, like I kind of like luxury listings. And I'm like, Oh, that'd be nice to get into like luxury real estate, which would be cool. But I'm like, at the end of the day, I want to help the little guy, you know, like I want to help those people get into real estate and then build from there. Right. So ultimately legacy is to help the little guy.
0: Love it. And the last question is where can people find and follow Josh Reyes?
1: So Instagram follow my personal brand. It's at Josh with two H's I know I want to I want to get that other one out of there but Josh with two H's Reyes R-E-Y-E-S um, or my website joshreyes.com with one H <laughs> that time I know confusing I'm trying to work on it but yeah that's where you can check me out
0: perfect man I love it thank you so much for jumping on this man you really hit us with a lot of value today and uh, we got to hit up a coffee shop soon together all right
1: for sure thanks for having me all right thanks
0: man take it easy
1: see ya